This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. We're going to do this motherfucker in one take. The whole thing. Intro everything john's never here for this he's sitting here on the other line looking at me like what in the heck are you doing um welcome to the bowhunter chronicles podcast brought to you by tacticam tacticam is still the easiest way to begin filming your hunts whether it's the budget-friendly solo or the 4k 5.0 tacticam has something for everybody so check them out at tacticam.com also we're working with spartan forge this year and uh you know, they've had some setbacks. They're they're set to launch September 15th. If you've been following along with their screenshots, I mean, I know we do uh, a lot. We just had add-on with base map, but some of the imaging that they're uh, coming out with in their app um, that they're beta testing right now is crazy. So when that app comes out, it is going to be, the price is going to go up. Uh, so if you get on it now, if you go online, you sign up, uh, you can use code BOWHUNTER to save 25%. And you'll be grandfathered in for the entire life of your using of that uh, Spartan Forge. And basically, that is like a Hunter's Almanac on steroids. Uh, it's using uh, collar deer studies, weather data, um, insurance information, social media pictures, uh, trail cams, all of that uh, to predict where and when the deer are going to be moving. So. Check them out at SpartanForge.ai. Uh, big shout out real quick to all of our Patreons. Uh, this may be a little Patreon heavy uh, podcast. So I got a bunch of stuff to go over. and uh, But Patreon is a crowdfunding for creators. And uh, basically, like I just dropped off John a goodie bag full of stuff from our friends. Some of it we bought, some of it people gave us. Um, but it allows us to do that. Like we'll get into it in this podcast, but we know that John's bane of his existence is seven packs, 10 bow ropes, uh, all of those things. We're trying to make that a little bit easier for him. And, uh, I dropped off a couple packs to him. So we'll get his, uh, feedback on, on some of that. 
But anyways, uh, we use that money to do things like that, but we also uh, have some giveaways and we've got a crazy giveaway this, uh, this quarter, which ends September 30th. So October 1st, after that, we'll do the drawing and uh, a full saddle setup uh, from, <laughs> from every, uh, just about every uh, saddle manufacturer uh, known to man. Uh, Latitude's given us one of their new XL saddles. I have the new eight millimeter ropes from Trophy Line. I just ordered a Trophy Line EDP platform and we're giving away the tethered one sticks. So, I mean, how much money is that, John? It's like it's a lot. It's, it, it's a ridiculous thing. Uh, we're giving that away. Um, Tacticam is giving away uh, one of their um, uh, the LR spotters. Uh, so it's the uh, basically uh, Tacticam internals that hooks right onto your spotting scope. Uh, you can dial it in with your spotting scope, and then from there you can zoom it in even further. Um, you can record all of that. Um, Base map, as we talked about, like I said on the last podcast, um, they give away a swag pack as well as one of their pro packs. So a uh, year's worth of subscription to that. And if you're not using any GPS mapping software, um, you know, for $30 a year, you can use code Chronicle, save 20%. You got to go online for that. Uh, but it's $24. So $12 for the entire country. I mean, just for like finding your way around, um, I use it more for like seeing where people live and all. twelve dollars. You mean twenty twenty four dollars, two dollars yeah. per month. Sorry, yeah. yeah, that's why we keep John on. Here. Like he he never is on here for when I have to do any of this. But anyways, you can check that out at uh, bonerchronicles dot com uh, patreon dot com forward slash bonerchronicles, and then we're also giving away Spartan Forge subscription. Um, as we just talked about them, Zinger Fletchings they give away. Um, uh, one of their test packs. I mean, there, there's multiple things for you to to give away to to win for, from from people that just like to hang out with Should us. We could even throw in one of my old 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 bows. <laughs> no. You know, somebody no. will take you up on that. I mean, you you don't get to see all the things that these guys are shooting. Um, but yeah, you know, we just appreciate everybody listening. Honestly, we do. August was our best month ever um, for for downloads. Um, just incredible the support and you know we're getting into hunting season um now and everybody's getting excited um and that's kind of what i want to talk about on this podcast we just kind of go through kind of what we're going on and it seems to be changing day to day because everything that we want to do is is definitely uh fluidly changing um based on that but uh you know one of our past uh guests brandon egan uh, he just posted on Facebook. He killed a real nice ten point out in North Dakota. Scouted two days and killed him. Um, and then uh, another one of the, actually kind of like a friend of the family, um, uh, Lucas Smith just killed a nice uh, eight point out in in North Dakota as well. So um, you know it's it's nice. This is where we're getting into people actually hunting. And you know Frank and Ernie are out in Colorado, Colorado now. They ran into. Joe, who I hunted with, who'd been on the podcast before, as well as Matt Tezak from ReadyWise. Um, they got some pictures out in the backcountry, and it's really funny. Um, Frank and Ernie are the only one in their group that haven't seen an elk yet. Um, and uh, it looked like Matt and Joe were hunting, and it looked like Joe and Ernie were headed to the bar or something. They looked like they're just wearing regular clothes. <laughs> Frank and Ernie. <laughs> yeah. Who, who'd I say? You said 
Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe Joe definitely looked like he was hunting. Uh, Frank and Ernie, not so much. But I did talk to Frank. and um, John's brother had a five-by-five five at uh, within bow range anyway and uh, stopped him, and he stopped right behind some brush and couldn't get a shot. And then he took off, and they've been seeing a lot of bears and moose, cows and calves, uh, stuff like that. And looks sounds like Frank and Ernie are still figuring it out, but getting into the hunting season. So I just dropped off. Like I said, John's issues with gear have been always ropes and trying to find a pack that holds all of his stuff that doesn't do that. So I dropped him out. He's, we got the new trophy line, uh, K's two pack. And, uh, so he's just kind of opening it up right now. And I've got, his camera in there in the padded pouch. Uh, sweet. I was wondering what, <laughs> like, this can't be all new gear. What the hell? Yeah. And so then he, I got, we got a, he did a bunch of stuff work for Alex at Latitude. So there's the new knee pads. And John, you were never a knee pad guy. You used your XOP seat cushion. Right. And that, why was that? Just because you were cheap or? Yeah. Just because I, I, didn't really want to deal with knee pads, but then the, uh, I mean, the pad for the tree worked, but on some, like on smaller trees and guys will, that try it, will figure it out. You end up on a small tree, especially like a little eight inch or nine inch or that pad, you end up your, your knees just slip off. It. So I figured in you know, knee pads with some, you know, grip on it would probably be a little bit better, but that, and it's a pain in the Pain in the butt, you know, like, okay, now I got a, I had my pad attached to like my camera arm and all that shit. So now I'll just throw the knee pads on. It'd be one less thing I got to use a rope for. There's one of their new gear hangers in there. And then I was, I was going to figure out how I was going to frame this. Uh, but John is kind of a diva. And he even told me, he said, make sure you get some of their pouches because you know how I like to match. I look, John's words, not mine. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm a matching kind of guy. I like to have all my shit the same. I mean, Adam's running like uh, the trophy line saddle. He's got like um, no. I have a la- no. Have you a have latitude a latitude saddle, trophy line bags or ropes, and it's like it's a variegated of. Well, I I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I said, uh, no, it doesn't. I, matter. I've, I've considered like trying to do the like no camel thing although i feel like that's like one of the like the new like cool guy things to do like whether it's trad or whether it's you know you know diy elk or everything that we're doing um so just one more cool thing uh just be like i don't wear camel anymore i only use my stuff so when i was up north you, you right before i went up north for the long weekend you dropped off the Everly stock yeah i i so i my brother ended up wanting to get one of the Everly stock X2s. And like I've been saying, like, John, just tell me what you need for a pack and I'll make sure I can track one down or whatever. And he's like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't pay attention like to, to everything that's going on, like on social media where guys are posting, like, I mean, it's like right now is I'm in search of a platform because I don't want to spend money on a platform, which is the, lifelong tale i think we've we've passed the the time of people wanting to diy one that question's kind of 
over, but there's an abundance of platforms and really good ones um, out there to choose from now. So you have some choices, um, but people want, I'm in search of an entire saddle setup or what pack is everybody using? And then it just, it's just like this pack, this pack, this pack. And so the trophy line pack in the, the case two is in my opinion, much upgraded from the one. Um, it's a little bit more rigid. It's fleece lined. Um, uh, it's got a couple extra pouches uh, here and there, but I, I really like, I mean, that's, that's a solid pack. And especially for someone like John, um, who is running a regular platform because it just sandwiches right in there. But the X2 is the other pack that's been, I mean, Parker McDonald did an incredible job. You'll continually see, it looks like uh, some people have been um, kind of hinting around. It looks like in some of the tethered videos or something that they've got a new pack coming out. But prior to that, you would see um, the tethered guys ha running the X2 um, and they were really you know, liking that. But one of the things is John's super huge and his torso is really long. And I don't want to say most of the tethered guys, because the one who actually brought it up, it was on one of the vitals live. Andy Mays, like, I really like this pack, except for it's kind of short. So once I got it, my brother's six, two or six, four, six, four. Yeah. John's six, four, six, three. And so I'm like, well, you're about the same size as Andy and it's kind of short, but anyway, but regardless, I wanted to get, those two packs because they're like the best suited for saddle hunting, it would seem. So, so yeah, so I got up north and got settled in and got my broke out all the gear and started putting it in the pack. And I do like the way, so we're talking about the Everly stock right mm -hmm. now. <clears throat> I do like the way everything folds in. You can put the sticks in the side and roll them in, but to, it still have to like put your, your platform inside it where I was hoping I could just climb up and pull it out. And I think that's kind of the way this one works. Well, see, right there is where it goes. Right here. No, Yeah, right in between there. Yeah. So, there's just those two things. Right. So, I'll be able to leave it there where I might not be able to do that in the in the X2. Is it, that's the, mm -hmm. the actual number or name. Mm -hmm. So, and that one's a little loud. Like the material on it's a little more like it, it's rigid, crunchy. Well, Everly Stock, I believe, makes like some military style packs or packs that some of the military use. I know Mystery Ranch does as well, and like some firefighter, or like EMS type stuff. And so it's like a heavy Cordura, like a really robust. Right. I mean, like as far as build quality, it's oh, it's it, great. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, then I put it on, and yeah. It, it goes around my belly's a little bit thick right now, so it goes right around the middle of my uh, my stomach. So that's the only thing, you know. I didn't go out and hunt with or anything, obviously. So I can't really say that it's too loud. It was just this my comparison between. Oh yeah, well, in the the trophy line case is made out of like the same material that the their um, their pro line. Saddles. Did you see they just came out with a Covert Pro as well, which is just like that Covert Light, which was like the Ambush Light, which was a mesh. And so then now they've got that one made in that soft, same, I don't know what you'd call it, almost like kind of like a moleskin, like outside. I it's forget like what the micro fleece. Yeah. 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 Micro suede or whatever yeah. they call it. But, anyways, I got those, both of those packs, figuring that John could use one of them. Yeah. Um, 
give the other one away or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, you can pack all the saddle stuff in that. Throw it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, <clears throat> but yeah, so what's going on with your season, John? Like you, you're just telling me like everything's gone to shit. So, yeah. So, I mean, the whole hunt out West, I mean, I was supposed to go out for two weeks. We didn't get our tags. I still planned on going out for two weeks. My buddy that lives out there has been super busy with work and now he can't take off till like the 17th. Well, in their original planning, like a year ago, we planned on going out for the same two weeks and then our wives wanted to go and visit Ed's wife. And so we're like, well, just come out the second week. That's the, my, my wife's best friend. It's her birthday that week. And it's like, well, come out that week. Had I known what was going to happen, then I would have said go a week later or a week before, because now I've got to be back the day my wife flies out, which is the 18th. So that gives us not even a day to hunt. So as of right now, I'm just put the whole trip on hold. Not to mention, I just had to replace my whole HVA system. So that took a, my fun tickets took a big hit on that one. So, so then what are you planning for? Like our opener is October 1st. So has it changed your focus at all as far as like. So I did some scouting up there, up by my property. And that spot that I scouted this time, it's been my like late season spot. And I see why there's like no sign at all. And I found some good beds, but they're, they're from like late season. So that kind of was like, well, I was hoping I'd maybe find some fresh sign and maybe get on one early, but I'm just going to have to you know, either get back up there and do some more scouting and find a different area. But I do have, my buddy did send me a pretty nice buck from the UP spot. So I might, I might head there for opener. Well, and you in the last month or so have just picked up a camper and you're planning on putting it up on your property or something for, uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's, he's showing me a picture of this, this buck. And it's, it's a great Michigan buck, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a dandy nine point. But so yeah, he just sent me that picture this afternoon. And that's right. Right in the area I was uh, hunting, so so I might be heading that way. Okay, but. yeah, and uh, now that we're on the subject, I mean, you know, where we turkey hunted and where I shot the decoy, there was some pretty good deer sign right in there, and there wasn't a whole lot of human sign in there, right where we were hunting. So I mean, yeah, that I always see deer going through that area too. I mean, so. That's not far from my property. There's a ton of property up there. And there's also, I mean, that's in one of the antler restricted zones that, I, you know, in that area, I think has seen the most like improvement or the most benefit from it. Right. I don't know. I, it, there's been um, serious uh, improvements um, there, but so not going to try to take any out of state trips or anything like I I mean 
like I'm still up in the air. I might, I might be able to take off like the beginning of next week. I was planning on leaving this week, but that, and I got another job coming up and shit too. So, and that's why I was late for this podcast. Adam texted me. He's like, you still working? I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> I'm all the way out on the other side of town measuring up a house. So, um, that's why you got the intro you did. Cause I ain't got time to <laughs> do this again. So, so yeah, I, I might take off if I can skip out maybe Tuesday, take off and just hunt, you know, Eastern Montana and try to fill my antelope tags. I really don't want to eat, you know, a $200 tag if I don't have to. And that, that's going to be a really good week. Well, and to be honest with you, I mean, depending on how you do it, if if you do, like you say, Eastern Montana, and you don't, I mean, you don't really have to spend a whole lot of money if you don't. No, it's just, just getting out there. Yeah, because I'm just going to sleep on my truck, you know. I'll just bring my little one-man tent. I got all my stuff, you know, and just camp right there there's so much property and if you i mean the the way that i look at stuff like that is i mean like my my deer hunt like my rutcation whatever last year was like they gave me the time from work and i didn't really have the time to like leave for home from home but i hunted all that time because i had it like it's like you know if if my wife said, hey, you've got this week to do whatever you want to, but if you stick around, you're going to have to work and you're going to have to, you know, uh, do, <laughs> you know, do do all your honeydew shit. And, you know, I, I, I'd be like, all right, I'm out of here for <laughs> even for three days or four days, you know. I am up to 158 on my alternate list for the elk tag, too. Yeah. But that hasn't. So last week when I talked to Ed. The time before I originally I started out like three thirty eight or something like that, and then I looked at it and I was down to like two hundred in the two hundred range. And then I talked to Ed. Actually, while I was talking to Ed, I'm like, "Well, let me see if it's changed." I'm like, "Holy shit, I'm at one fifty eight!" But now that was like last Sunday, and it hasn't changed since then. So <clears throat> I don't know if people just haven't or they haven't updated it yet. But so well, that's like you said before, if you end up. In December, getting an elk tag, like, you know, God, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But maybe I was like, man, maybe it'll change before and then I can go out the week after and it'd still be, you know, when my wife gets back, she's only going to be gone a week. So I could still go out and still have, you know, a good week, 10 days. But then it's dependent on what Ed's got going too, because he said he's just so busy with work. Must be all them damn horses out there just getting their shoes wore off. <laughs> so, but I did talk to, well, I haven't talked to him. I got a message from Nathan and he's out there. And so Nathan, I got to get back with you. I've been so busy, um, but he's back where we hunted. And then he sent me a text today and said he called in a spike opening evening and he heard some other bugles and, but it's been pretty warm and stuff just like. Is here so, but then I think he said he's going to be there for a couple more days, and he's going back home, and then he's going to be back down there like the twentieth through the twenty seventh. I think he said, so that would be like the same time frame that we were going to be there. Mm -hmm. But 
and that's when it got good. Like I wanted to be last year, the day I really wanted to hunt was the equinox. It was like the 23rd. And that was the day I actually had the shot at my bull. So that's the fall equinox. So mm-hmm. that would be the best week to be out there. <laughs> Instead, my wife's going to be out there at a cabin on the Yellowstone river. Well, all you can do is, is think about like, because at this point you don't have a, a elk tag, right. like just make the most of like what you can. Like, so for myself, you know, I was, I have no idea how, how this goes, but like my wife and I had like the, uh, a million conversations. So my daughter's birthday is September 28th. So I'm like, when are we doing her birthday party? Because I want to go to Ohio for the opener, which is the 25th. We had discussion upon discussion upon discussion. She's like, all right, well, I booked the place for the 25th. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? So <laughs> going down to Ohio is out. But then, like, the, these past shit, it's, are we going on, like, three years of this COVID bullshit? Like, it's, like seriously. Like, it was like 2019, right? Well, that's when it started, but we didn't know it. But I mean, like, when stuff started to, like, get shut down or, like, it was shutting down. When it shut, when it started getting shut down, well, I remember I was out perch fishing with um, Frank and Mark and those guys. So, it was March. March of 20. Yeah, but in, that's when. But, like, when we were at the the Novi Expo Center, everybody was like, are they going to shut stuff down? Blah, blah, blah. And then they did shut the one down in Lansing that we're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. So, like, we were supposed to go on a vacation, like, at the end of this year, because we were like, oh, we'll plan it for December. So, that's canceled. So, I may have just won back a week or, like, eight days of vacation. So, I may end up looking at the schedule and seeing like when I can go to Ohio because I still want to hunt down there. Um, but it's just like in like we, I, I bought my wife uh, tickets to a concert for our anniversary canceled. Like <laughs> maybe save me money. It's like <laughs> the gestures there, but I got my money back. So like that worked out, but like all these things that were eating up my vacation, I'm like slowly, slowly getting back. So it's like, okay, well, where do I want to hunt? How do I want to hunt? And, uh, you know, I did went and did some scouting this weekend. If you saw my post on Facebook or Instagram, like I like literally I'm, I'm walking through the woods, like where I know that there's oaks. And at a, I say, when I say my property that we are camping at, it's like literally like three times the size of this garage that we're in. It's like just a couple of lots, but on there's oak trees and there's fresh white acorns, white, white oak acorns falling. So the one spot that I hunt isn't that far from there. So I'm going around just looking for acorns, trying to figure out where the deer are going to be. And so I'm not paying much attention. I'm just looking on the ground, looking at the oak trees, looking on the ground, looking. And I see what at first I thought was like a cigarette butt. I'm like, no, that's shelled corn. And so like, I literally just followed the, shelled corn trail to like easily 50 pounds of corn and two bags of apples 
and a cell camera, like right on the edge of the swamp. And I'm like, what in the hell? So up kind of where we were, um, the other side, but there's no acorns. So I'm trying to figure out like, you know, where do I want to hunt around here? And it's funny because like, you know, you talk to, um, Greg Litzinger and he's like, I'm a terrible rut hunter. I'm like, that's the only thing I know how, that's the only time I'm confident. And I think, you know, everybody says that's when you need to be in the woods. But I, you know, when you talk to the guys like, you know, Dan Infault or, you know, uh, I think Andy May was similar, although he, he has a lot more like data logged, but they would be like the best days to kill a big buck are like the last day of the season in like the middle of the winter. Cause you're just bed to food, bed to food or early season or the first few days. And then, so <laughs> the one place that I hunt where there's really good bucks, um, and you know, lots of guys, it's no real secret. Um, but the, it's not a draw. You just go there and, first come first serve for permits i went there today at lunch today was the first day to go get them and uh there was like two or three slots left only on one like bastard section way off in the corner and it didn't cost me any money so i took it anyways just as an option um but the first guys that were there were there at four in the morning, they said. Like, that to me is just absurd. But maybe that tells you that there's some deer there. You know, some so, something worth getting up at four in the morning to make sure you get your spot to battle it out with a hundred other guys. So, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> John's got to open his knee pads up. I got to try these on. So... They might have been seeing something, though. Oh, they they probably just saw what I saw. Right. Because, I mean, so my daughter, we, we're out there and we're looking at these deer, you know. And uh, we just see, we, we really didn't see that many deer um, up to this point. And we saw, we'd seen a woodchuck. So I was pointing out this woodchuck to her. And uh, we look out in this field and uh, there were some giant deer and she's standing out of the moon roof of my suburban and she does she's got her son uh her binoculars but you know she can bear i don't think she can look through them correctly or whatever you know she just but she goes dad that buck's legendary <laughs> and i was like oh yeah and then when we were leaving i was like what did we see and she's like oh we saw this and that i said we saw a woodchuck <laughs> it's like we saw some woodchucks that's it Remember that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, you know, for guys that are around here, it's, you know, I'm not going to tell you where, but you probably already know where. Um, but where we hunt isn't that far from there anyway. So, I mean, as far as the crow flies, right. <laughs> the deer can go uh, wherever. But that being said, you know, I the places that I want to hunt where I've got my cameras out there and stuff there, I've got a few little deer, um, little bucks. And like, I've had one decent buck on camera out there, but that's a spot where I just want to go out and kill one. And, um, I can do that. I actually want to go out there here pretty soon and 
kind of sneak in there in the evening and just kind of do an observation sit and see um, the way that these deer are moving through there because I'll get them a few days in a row on camera and where my camera's at on that scrape is all oaks. And the way that the deer are in there, they're in that scrape, but they're also milling around there. So there's got to be acorns and it was all acorn. It was all oak trees behind that. So I might just be catching the one or two deer going over there to that particular one. Cause it's way out on the edge. Right. Um, this year, I mean, so up by my, my place, it's like all the trees The for one, the gypsy moss just totaled the freaking. So I don't know if that had an effect on the acorn crop or if it was just a bad acorn crop anyway, but they're dropping these little fucking baby balls. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell they are, hmm. but I only found a few like decent white oak acorns dropping. Hmm. So I guess if you, uh, if you get out there and scout and you find one that's dropping good acorns and that's probably going to be a, a hot spot. Well, and that's kind of what I was hoping when I found all the corn. And then I was <laughs> like, well, and I walked. So where I took you and Chris way back in there, I walked all the way out there and that's all maples and oaks. And there was just nothing. I mean, right. Not a single, but a lot of it was underwater too. I could have jump shot a half a dozen ducks. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to wing it and uh, then headed out to, to Colorado. That's just such a weird, you know, it's right in the middle of like regular deer season. So when do you leave? I think I'm going to leave October 14th and the season starts to like our hunt is like the 16th through the 20th hmm. or something. And I did get the okay to use my bow. I don't have to tell them that I'm a felon and uh <laughs> Easy, John. Easy. I just blew out the the mic. <coughs> but I don't have to tell him that I'm a felon or uh, anything like that. And uh, so now, it, and this is what he texted me. He said, "It's your hunt. You can do whatever you want. Um, it's going to be more difficult, so I wouldn't recommend it." <laughs> like, really? Like, uh, yeah. I get, and I wrote this thing, you know, where I'm like. You know, I've been out to Idaho and Colorado before with a bow. Like, I, they have a rule. If you draw blood, you're done, you know. And I'm like, I follow all the archery rules and rifle rules. Like, I understand all the stuff. I'm proficient. He's like, whatever, man. <laughs> it's, it's your dollar. <laughs> like, but I was going to ask you. So, like, and again, the area at first seemed very big. Like it was like, oh yeah, it's going to be good. Except like, oh, well, there's another spike camp over here and there's another spike camp over here. And then I kind of want to keep you over here like in this area. So, I mean, basically from what I can gather, like maybe, maybe it's like five miles square, which for a whitetail hunter, and Seems it, huge. Yeah. But for, you know, you know, four guys with guns and a guy with a bow, <laughs> you know, I mean. It's that's pretty tight. It's it, That's not that much property. So, what would be your strategy? Because, I mean, I, it, I, in that, 
situation, it makes no sense to try to like bugle anything in or like. Well, no, because you're at the you're later in in the season anyway. So, oh, is it is it train that you can glass or is it tight train? Yeah, I mean, the, these guys are hunting with a rifle. I think my dad's taking you know three four hundred yard shots. I think that's what they're planning on. So I'd just get up. I mean bring the spotting scope and try to get up on a high, you know, high spot and just trying to see where they're at and what, what's going on. And then, I mean, with a bow, we can just try to move in, you know, yeah, that that's, without getting shot. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the key. I mean, hopefully it would be, you know, only our guys, right. you know, in theory, but I, I got to wear the orange and do right. all this stuff. But I'm also thinking, and like, remember having the podcast with my buddy Mark and his first elk chip where he just kind of sat up on a wallow i mean in that situation I, I might that might be the way to go right is just kind of find an area where even in that glassing type situation where you see what the elk are doing kind of what's going on and then try to set try up. and set up on on that close the next day or right. whatever get as close as you can now can you uh bring your saddle and well, it, that's so. I've got a forty-five pound limit of what I can bring that doesn't include my sleeping bag, um, which our sleeping bags don't wear. And my dad is all freaking out, like, "Why are all my?" I was like, "Here's my Marine Corps sleeping bag. Like, take all of it because if it's too cold." But there's like a propane heater and a wood stove. I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is like you guys don't bring a sheet. It. Like, you don't understand. Um, but. My, yeah, my thoughts are, it's like, you know, we've got that dryad saddle now. The thing weighs like less than a pound or like right at 16 ounces or something. So you're going to have to bring at least a lineman's rope or, you know, one tether. Uh, I don't necessarily need to get super high, just somewhere to sit, right. <laughs> you know, kind of like what I was telling Frank to do. I mean, what's your thoughts well, on that? You could you could do the one sticking method and save a bunch of weight. Well, I, I've got the wingman and I've got, uh, right. I mean, I've, I've literally considered that, um, bringing that out to see where I end up with my weight. But cause I mean, it's five days, um, and f I mean, five days worth, worth of food is going to be, you know, 10, 15 pounds. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Oh. Somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. I mean, 3,500 oh, calories, whatever. You got five pounds of gummy bears, so. <laughs> you laughed at me. <laughs> then you're like, got any more of them gummy bears? <laughs> oh, man. that's We actually stopped at the freaking uh, gas station and bought more gummy bears when I was out there last year because they got Eddie hooked on them, too. I was trying to tell my dad, like, because he's like, ah, I'll just eat this and that. I'm like, man, if I never had another piece of freaking beef jerky in my life, like, because that's just like, it's just protein and salt. Like. I got those little, those little hard salami, things. hard salami things, and I thought, I thought, man, these aren't going to be that great. They were great. It was, and I think it's like you know when they talk about. And granted, in no way, shape, or form am I like uh, equating this to like we were starving. Um, but you know when they say that you can be like protein starved, and like so your body like craves fat. It's almost like what it was. So I was eating a lot of sugar and a lot of like other stuff. And like when I ate those, I was like, oh my God, these are so good. Like it was like. <laughs> I've seen those up at Jack's corner store. They got yeah. them. Yeah. I was like, but it was, it was like, 
And I was like, I almost didn't grab them. And I was like, ah, I'll just bring these, you know, whatever. I was like, fuck that beef jerky, man. <laughs> that, and you didn't like the old butthole sandwiches either. They well, were a little too dense. I think if you made them with like a bagel thin or like more like bacon or more honey or something, I don't know. But it was like, it was just so dry. Like, <laughs> it was so dry. Couldn't, so, get, couldn't get through one. So last year, they ended up, it was so hot that. I think they kind of like got funky. I ate one like on the tenth day, and I was I had a little bit of a gut ache. Oh, I don't know. I haven't said anything about this because I haven't like put it on the website or anything like that. But for our, like our patrons, I do have a code for um, full draw coffee, and they've got some of the, like the pour over packs. Um, they don't have like freeze dried coffee, so if you wanted freeze-dried like the Tioga Rises is really good. Um, but I think we're going to have like a real deal coffee pot and all that stuff out there. That full draw coffee is like legit really good. They have like a buck fever roast and they have like an elk one that they said that they didn't have release at that time. That was um, the elk one is supposed to be like the buck fever one. And they've got like a turkey like full strut that is fucking like hair on your chest like super dark um full that, strut me running around goblin <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't my cup of tea or cup of <laughs> coffee i mean it, it wasn't bad but it was just like it was like whoo holy shit but that buck fever is really good um so so like when we were up to the in the up and we did the other camping trip and that was like 10 camp we didn't have our, our trailer or anything and so we were doing the pour over actually just took so like our little camper coffee pot you can just take the little top out and then we're just using it as a so put it in my you know heat up the water in my jet boil and then just pour it over and man i almost been doing that at the house like we we're gonna make coffee up at the and i forgot the jet boil I'm like she's like but we have the regular we have the coffee pot i'm like but i liked it better <laughs> well and i have one of those little ones that folds right up into my right in the top there it's just got that mesh screen and mm -hmm. you just clean it out the only thing i don't like about that and even those packs and stuff is like the mess like that that instant coffee i mean is great and there's just very very little mess yeah so you just got one little tiny packet and but like for, for what we're doing there with like a, a real camp and real stuff you know there there's no reason that we can't have like a good cup of coffee a great so, cup of coffee. Right. So 45 pounds, you can't bring your like portable Blackstone then. <laughs> I could. I, I, I mean, I would just be really – I'd have – that's like the one guy he said because it, it doesn't include your weapon or like whatever. And he's like, he's like, I'm wearing seven sets of clothes in like <laughs> on the horse. He's like, I'm wearing seven sets of clothes and I'm bringing all my other stuff. So, I mean, however you want to do it. Yeah. But, but, but like – Really, like strategy-wise, like if you were in that situation, you had five days, you're basically up on this ridge on this knoll. I'd bring my seven mag. <laughs> no, I would – I mean, I. it's hard telling when you got so many guys in your group, you know, and not looking at the lay of the land, you know, where all this – if – like what you were saying before, you're looking at – going farther away but you can't really get too far because you got other 
spike camp. So, and then those guys might be wandering too, but I would just get up and depending on what, I mean, so this outfitter, do they give you any, they just cut you loose. Yeah. I mean, their guides, they're going to tell you, and we've got information from like the previous year. And I think they went five for five in a mule deer or something like that. I mean, do they have like wallows and stuff like that or. I would imagine. I know that Matt, one of our Patreons, he's the hunt pod on Instagram. He uh, he was saying he found a, wall, a wallow like on Google Earth and stuff like that. I've I've looked at it. I just haven't looked that close. And like I said, I I printed off like the the biggest damn map that you could even find, but I didn't realize there were so many people around there. So it's it's really kind of compressed compared to like, you know, that's like what my dad was. We were, I talked to my dad this weekend. He's like. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, for what you and John were saying you're doing, he's like, that's a really small area. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So you might want to just, instead of busting through it, cause it's like I said, they're not going to be bugling as much. I mean, I'm sure there's still be something, but just get up and try to glass maybe the first day and just trying to find out where they're going and what they're doing. Well, and, and part of me is like, you know, I can just tag along and, like video my dad and you know the record the experience and use that as my Scout. scouting because those guys are just gonna be sitting there glassing anyways to see where they can get in range of something to shoot right you know and you know it's an it's somewhat unfortunate because there's they don't want us having bear tags or anything like going on that but it would I mean in my situation you'd almost you know, let one of those guys shoot something. Let me sit over the carcass and kill a bear, kill a bear, you know, kill a wolf, whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, they don't want us to do that. I mean, I can understand that kind of like what your brother's situation was. It's like a outfitter. If you start wounding bears and shit, then right. And going and chase them. And now you're pushing the elk around. And especially when you're in such a small pocket. I mean, like I said, five miles is huge, but not for an elk. They can cover that. And, you know, well, yeah, but and, and if and, you blow them out, you're just helping the guys over the next ridge. Yeah, and so I don't know. I'm just I, I just think of like so situationally, like what I've done in Idaho. We did not have success with it, but in Colorado, every time I sat on water and I like. Did the slow play, elk nut, calf mewing, splash around, cow calling, pull back. I saw wildlife, like mule deer came in, moose came in, that spike elk came in. You know, so, and, you know, Mark's situation, I don't know if he was calling or whatever, but he was just sitting there on the water day after day after day. And it's like... it's almost going to be your best bet, right. especially for me. And like, you know, just letting them do their own thing. That's what I meant by glass. And maybe you could get an eye on what, you know, what kind of like pattern where they're moving. Well, and you know, inevitably somebody from the camp is going to shoot something else. So I could be like, Hey, can you, you know, what happened over there? Can you help me go? You know, can you be my spotter and like right. glass for me? And like, you know, Trying, trying to work at it that way. Now, so on that hunt, 
<clears throat> when someone does knock one down, do you guys just hang it or do they you have to or do they come in and get it? Yeah, so I just found that out. So what they need you to do is uh quarter it up, hang it up somewhere where the horses can get to it. So if you're way down in right. nasty holesville, you gotta bring it up to a right. trail or to something. If it's something easy then you can just leave it and then i guess we'll have a radio where we radio them and say hey we got one blah blah blah. right this is what depending on the weather probably if it's warm and yeah which most likely it's going to be cooled off mid-october yeah and that's the thing is like you know we saw like the temperature prepare for 20 to 90 oh bullshit it's not going to be 20 to 90 somewhere in the middle it was exactly that it was so yeah. freaking cold. Yeah, one morning was it like 16 driving. <laughs> yeah. and it was like, holy fuck, there's frost on everything. It's cold as fuck. Yeah. And then like my gummy bears turned into one <laughs> solid gummy bear cooked in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so they weren't bullshitting. But, but yeah, so I mean, that falls like right in, I mean, kind of the October. That, that's lull. exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> so when I come back, that's the bitch of it is. Like, that's when, that's about where I took you, that's where the 23rd on, like, it was like, bam, 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 bam. So, I'm, like, literally going to come back home. I have to work that Saturday. Well, I can go up and watch that spot for you. <laughs> and then it's the, the 23rd is that Sunday, and it's probably going to be pretty tough to be like. All right, bye. I'm going hunt. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you guys are cool. Like, I'm going to go hunt tonight. Like. Cool. I was only gone for a week. Yeah. Um, and that's what's messed up, too, is, like, just because of the way that the dates fall and everything, like, it doesn't really serve me. It isn't all that beneficial, like, even to fly, you know, because I was going to try to fly home. Well, there's no flights except for, you know, and, I mean, you know this, and I don't – you can understand it anyways. So – we're going to have to like meet them for the horses at this time. And then there isn't like, you're going to be, you know, I, I'm going to be able to have right. to make it to the airport. Now I, I understand that they probably could accommodate that. Right. But at the same time, it's like, you know, so much shit. And then you like, okay, do we hunt the last day? Because right. you no, know, we got to leave, blah, blah, blah. Like all the stuff, like, eh, I, I would, I, there was no benefit. I would like arrive home almost exactly the same time. <laughs> right. So it's like, well, I'll just save the money and we'll drive right. You know, we'll have the full experience. Um, but yeah, so once I come back, then it's going to be like twofold. A, if they say again, like they did last year, you have this week off, right? This is the week you always take off when I don't have it on the calendar. I'll be like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yep. That's when I'm not here. Um, but otherwise I still have a week. So I'm trying to figure out what I should do. I was just e-scouting our spot down in Ohio mm -hmm. where you killed your buck. Well, and I think about that often, but you know, I think about that spot where, so there's a spot where we like, we parked in these people's yard, like next to this barn, and we walked across all this big, like, bullshit grass field. Not like CRP, just like 
overgrown grass. And then we got down to this like uh, fence line. And there was this really wicked thick bullshit where John, myself, and his buddy Jason were crawling through these little holes where the deer went. Then we fell off into this big cedar bottom. And there was a crazy amount of sign um, down in there. And there was like a, it was like a creek or a river, like two, there, there was like some ag down there along the, the river. And we had talked about trying to cross the river and hunt it and access it from the other side. You remember where I'm talking about? Remember we went down there and somebody had shot a big fucking deer and just cut the head off of it and left it. That was on the other side. Was that when we were looking for Jason's deer? No, no. It, this was when me, you, and Jason were just scouting. Like those other guys, we like split off from the other guys, and then we circled back around and met them. Oh. I'm not remembering, but yeah. So there was a spot that wasn't wasn't far from there, and nobody hunted it. And uh, there was a guy, actually, the guy who told Frank where you and I ended up hunting. Um, not that it, this was when, um, when we were up at deer Creek, um, and we hunted and we seen them guys from Kentucky and all that. The guy, Frank had met that guy down in there muzzle loading or something. And he was pushing deer around and, uh, he was like, Oh, you guys still got buck tags. Come on. I'll show you a place. Um, but it was down in that area. And it was like this, like up on top was like this, uh, I forget who I was just talking to. I was talking to somebody um, who was scouting. um, I think it was Matt. I think it was Matt Subcheck. Um, He was saying about scouting down in Ohio and uh, how thick it is, how thick everything was. And so this stuff that John and I and, and Jason had wandered into was like we ended up crawling on our hands and knees like through these little tunnels and then it came up to this big, huge cliff cliff drop off. And there's a bunch of cedars down in there and it got kind of, I don't know, it was more like a cedar swamp with like all of the, you know, those little pockets of like roots where you had to like jump over. Mm -hmm. It was just like one little like bendy creek bottom, but there was so much big sign. Like I always, I always go back to that in my mind, but I think, I think in the area where we hunted, I mean, I think knowing what we know now, it would be so, it would be so easy. <laughs> and I, I don't mean that. I mean, to, to go down there and kill a buck like this, like 110, 115 inch buck behind us here, the one you killed. Yeah. Like, I don't think it would, that it would take a rocket scientist. No, I would like, I mean, we always went down during the rut and that's, I mean, it was just packed with guys. And I think. It would be cool to go and hunt that same area, like with what we know now, and put some of the hill country, you know, scouting techniques in into effect. I think we could definitely get on another big buck in that area. You know, I mean, there's definitely some good genetics. I mean, your buck was, was a dandy. I mean, and that. That area is a lot bigger than we were just on one little tiny corner of it. But I, I think, like, looking, um, so from doing the Vitals Live and obviously the podcast, but like, um, 
talking to um, William from from Bed to Dead, Jason Campbell from from Bed to Dead, uh, the Vitals Live that I did with Zach. Um, when they talk about uh, out of state hunts, they all have the same philosophy, um, which is drive around and look at like, and even, uh, Todd Mead, um, like access points that look like they may or may not even exist on the map. Like it looks like you might be able to get in here. And that's why, you know, when you talk about only accessing that one little area, we were only in that one little spot, but not many people knew about that. Like we didn't know, like we pulled in there. I was like, man, I'm like, we're like right on the edge. Let's just walk up this. And at the time, Peter's like, "Yeah, I don't know." I'm like, "No, dude, let's just." So we got up there, and it was well. It was like where Jason. <laughs> so where uh, John and PJ went the the first time, um, they were in Frank's truck because we had all carpooled down there, and they came in from another way that did not look accessible and they had to drive. You had to like literally drive in a Creek yeah, for uh, <laughs> down the Creek. Like the road was in the Creek. I'm like, dude, I don't even have my truck. I'm driving Frank's truck down this thing. Like hope we don't get stuck. Right. You know? And, but, but that, that is like, you know, when you talk about like that little portion of it, you know, that's one of those things where all of those guys said, you know, Zach said, if it's a square piece and it has access from all sides, he's like, I don't want anything to do with it because, you know, you're kind of like what we're talking about. Like your five miles becomes, you know, right. all of a sudden everybody's hunting the same, you know, two square miles in the middle or, you know, you're, there's parking lot here, parking lot here, parking lot here. Like you want these weird shaped pieces where there's water blocking one side or, you know, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, or we have to go up and down two ridges to get to like the right. center of it because nobody's going to want to do that. And I think that that is where that really came into play because everywhere else we looked where there was roads going through it and there was big ag and there was all this stuff where there. that's where people looked at the map and they said, oh, we need to get there, right. you know. So. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. So. And then, like, on the other side, there is a bunch of uh, ATV trails. And we did hear quads a few times. But, you know, those guys aren't weren't getting too far from their their machines. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm ready. So, I mean, I might even have a new uh, uh, week, eight days or something. <laughs> go off i'm looking at my notes here and other things that i want to, to go off so john i don't even know if i think i explained it to you but um so in our marco polo group for the patrons do you still have that on your phone uh i think so pull it up how many polos are you behind right now <laughs> i just want to see what the number is if it's up if you have it i'm probably not even logged in I finally deleted it from my um, notifications. Yeah, because in my email. Oh, jeez. My email is like so and so, so and so. Yeah, it's not even. Hang on. I just want to see if it gives you a number. 
of how many polls you're behind. I think it was since the last time I posted. Right. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to see if it's a number because like there was 150 since like before the weekend. So it it would be in the thousands. But anyways, so we have a Marco Polo group for the Patreons and we were talking about like getting back to like having fun. So one of our uh, Patreons, Edwin, is in Iowa and he's got this gigantic buck on camera that he's trying to kill. And then he's posting pictures of like a parade of giant bucks and he's like, I can't even tell which one of the, is these little ones, which one's the big one. So John's, yeah, 999 plus uh, behind. So he is over a thousand uh, behind. So it's a real. Uh, this is 1,402 new polos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Sorry, guys. Um, Let me get on here. But we've been, uh, uh, you know, going back and forth. And so Edwin, you know, is in Iowa and Alex is in Kansas and. You know, why he's in Illinois. So these are places where there's, you know, really big deer. You know, a lot of Michigan guys and a lot of guys out of East and, and stuff like that. But, you know, we're like, we can't all be, uh, what are you, do- <laughs> what are you doing? I didn't know. Is he trying to watch them now? No, I was just trying to click on it oh. and get rid of some. Um, but anyways, so we were like, oh yeah, well. Tom flings arrows at everything that walks and we're talking about broadheads and the cost of broadheads and the cost of arrows and um, Tom's shooting uh, all these squirrels, you know, and he's like, I've literally had to climb down and get arrows because I've emptied my quiver at squirrels and then like missed a buck right after that. <laughs> like, like, And so we were talking about it and then we're like, okay, shooting coyotes, shooting these. So we need to have this critter getter group. You know, that's the name just came up with it. So, like, we need to have a contest. So, we put it together. We said, okay, this is what we're going to do. One point per small game in a hunting type situation. Like, I mean, I think you sitting in your backyard in a blind, at least, is a hunting situation and not shooting them, like, out the bathroom window with archery equipment. All right? So, grouse. Uh, squirrel, woodchuck. Jason hates woodchucks. Um, and then predators. So, like, if you kill coyote or bobcat. So then they said we should have more points for predators. So we said, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. You'll get five points for a predator and one point for everything else. You know, just for that. So, that's what it's going to do. So to to kind of play off from the uh, um, hunting public, we decided that we should go by longest squirrel <laughs> nose to tail, right? Mm-hmm. So so we'll have an award for that, and then who gets the most points? And they wanted more points for predators, but you know they said they said fifty points. Well, the worst hunter in the world could shoot one coyote and you could shoot 47 squirrels. <laughs> Tom could shoot, you know, 30 squirrels with a longbow and, you know. No, are, so are turkeys legal? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's still just one point because they're not a predator. Right. 
But yeah, because now here in Michigan, I mean, we got a whole bunch of leftover tags. Like, yep. You you sent me that the other day. There's still over a hundred for our county, and then that's for like all. That's like general, and there's like forty two thousand for our area on private. So back in the critter getter thing, because this this isn't it isn't stopped yet. Yeah, I got to grab a beer. Hold on. Here. No, I want. I got. He needs a special beer. I think I got, my wife's got one of these fancy peach beers or something. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, with the the critter getter, we have uh, been called out by um, Garrett Weaver from his podcast, from the On Point podcast with Garrett Weaver. Much like the the bow hunting league. There is a, a hunt league app, but they have an app. So um, he he called us out to be in there and go in and talk smack. But our season, I mean, our hunting season, our, n- nothing opened until September 15th, really. I mean, goose season opened like recently, but I'm not much of a goose hunter, nor am I going to shoot at one with my bow for the Critter Getter League. So I'd shoot at one with it. <laughs> well, well, now you have a forum to do so because um in talking with jeremy from hunt league um he's like trying to explain to me like how the league works and you know wanting people to get involved and go over there and check it out he's like you know and we can create if you want to create one just for your podcast so i told him about this so now you can go to huntleague.com and you can sign up for the critter getter league and there's the actual thing and i've got i just amongst all of the gifts that i brought um one of our Patreons, uh, Tyler, has, it, it does like laser etching. So he laser etched us these tumblers. So that's what we're going to do for uh, the Critter Getter League is a belt buckle. We're going to laser etch it with like a squirrel or some sort of a, so a logo. Are we are we allowed to like participate? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So what happens if like I win? Well, I guess you get that's, the, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be fair. But I'm not going to win. I don't shoot that. Well, characters. I mean, but now, you know, so the the whole point of it was, because that's what they were talking about, is that, it, you know, it makes it more fun and more even. And if you want to talk about, you know, getting back to like when you were a kid, just shooting at everything or even. <laughs> well, I got a whole bunch of arrows right there that I can start flinging. So that's one of the things that, you know, our our Patreons have come up with that they want to that they want to do. Um, and so on the website or whatever, like, so on the app, they only have a, a, a iPhone app, so you can go online and do it. It's a little bit convoluted, um, kind of like an afterthought as far as that, but we do have that, um, capability and you can go in there and post and you can, if you shoot a squirrel or, a, you know, whatever, post a picture, post it up, show it off, uh, post it to the Bowhunter Chronicles page, tag us on Instagram, whatever. But that is, you know, we're bringing hunting back to like the most twelve-year-old versions of ourselves, um, and and just to have fun, you know. So, you know, I can't. It's unlikely that I will shoot. I think Edwin killed four hundred inches of antler or three hundred and fifty inches of antler last year. You know, it's unlikely for me to get one quarter of that. But damn it, I might be able to shoot some squirrels. <laughs> 
maybe maybe uh maybe some grouse out in Colorado while I'm waiting right um, you know all of these things but so all of that is kind of what uh what we've got going on here so John as as you're just hearing about this and you might be listening to this at home and saying what the hell what questions can I answer for you because this is kind of like all off the cuff. And it goes. Uh, well, we talked about this. Yeah. We did September 1st because that's when, you know, many people's seasons have started uh, to January 1st. So you got plenty of time to catch up, fling some arrows. You catch up. We don't even have any open seasons. That's what right I mean. Now. So we yeah. got ours don't open till the 15th. And I don't think we've had any registered kills yet, not even through Marco Polo or. Any of that, but there's only a few guys that are hunting. I think this weekend, September 11th, is when I think North Carolina starts, Iowa starts, um, you know. But, I mean, Garrett, uh, in because there's a content creators league, too, and that's where they tagged us and, you know, whatever. Um, he's already killed a freaking bear. We killed it with a rifle. And then he killed uh, an elk. He's already killed an elk in... I believe he's in Oregon. Yeah. Sweet. So what did I leave out, John? What questions would you have on the critter getter? So do you have to post a picture of every, of every one to get the point? Well, or is it just like the honor system? Like, Yeah, I mean, it would be just the honor system. I mean, if you all of a sudden killed 77 squirrels, I'd like to see like something. Right. But, you know. Now, well, the longest squirrel, you're going to have to take a yep. picture with the tape measure. Yep. Nose to tail. No stretching. Yeah. And and like our one Patreon stand, I don't know. It, he's he's quite interesting. We we need to get him on the podcast. He went to – he's got an uncle in Alaska. He went bear hunted in Alaska. He did all – he used to be a stunt motorcycle rider and like freaking X game style Red Bull uh, – Freaking snowboarder breaking all sorts of bones and things, but like he knows about every single like s- species of squirrel that's legal or not legal in Washington State, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, we can hunt these and these and these, but we can't hunt those." I'm like Jesus Christ, man! Like we got squirrels everywhere. I couldn't tell you what that one looks like—a gray squirrel. <laughs> like, 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 gray I don't, box. I, I don't even know. Freaking little red squirrels. <laughs> yeah, and. You know, that's where we are like having like some sort of like little points of contention in there. It's like, you know, our cabin in the UP, like there's a uh, a corn feeder like right out, you know. So if I'm standing at the cabin door, you know. Does it count? Yeah. Then that's where people were saying like, what about my backyard? What if I hunt in my backyard? I'm like, well, it's got to be a hunting situation. So Tyler, he's the one that does the laser etching there. He says, you know. Well, what if I go out September 15th for an observation sit and I bring my bow so I can shoot some squirrels? I said, that's fine. But I said, explain that to the DNR. The DNR. If they come out, just say, hey, man, I'm a critter getter. And like, yeah. I only have judo points. You know, like, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, my, It's just such a weird year for, for hunting for me um, because the last two years has been – the last few years, whatever, have been, you know, elk hunting right off the get-go. So, you're hauling balls. And so, now, my elk hunt, like, as we discussed here a little bit, isn't as uh, 
taxing or as like, you know, I can only go in this like little circle and I I don't have to, I don't have to carry it all on my back. I don't, you know, it it just seems like I could just go to my garage and pick some stuff down like, like anybody else would, I'd imagine, you know? So, so on the, on the deer hunting side, I'd like to, you know, think that I've been putting in a little bit more uh, work there, but I feel like I'm just kind of like focusing on that one area that I really want to kill one in. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where um, I'm learning that area pretty well, like where I can walk in from one way and be like, okay, well, I know where this is and where this is. And I can walk in from this way and I can walk directly to this spot and understand what's going on and kind of where other people will be hunting. And I mean, I have a really good, like grasp of that. Um, but what I lack is like the idea of like how the deer are using it. Cause I've only seen, you know, I, I've, I've seen how deer are using it and it's pushing me into kind of where I need to be. But I don't know. I just kind of fear that I'm putting all my eggs in one basket to, so to speak. But I feel like the other place that we hunt, like I can walk in there too and, like in the rut or, you know, most days I can, I know where the deer are going to be. So I'm not overly concerned about it, but. I need to look into the, um, I really want to do like a North Dakota or South, South Dakota hunt. Oh, I know a guy for South Dakota, but they, you know, where my brother and those guys were hunting, they started to get pushed around by the outfitters and. Right. They weren't, weren't really. Yeah, he was he was just over last week. I tuned up his bow and his buddy dropped off his, which reminds me I gotta go get a string for that one. But <clears throat> he said that they got fucked with out there. Mm-hmm. And that they they kinda of, they don't even want to go back this year. They said they were looking at going somewhere else like you know, Indiana, Illinois, I think. Illinois or Indiana or so, northern Kentucky or something. Yep. Yep. So that's a bummer. But my thought is like, okay. If I'm just going out to eastern Montana, I'm driving through some really good hunting ground, but I don't know what the tag situation is like. You, so. you have to put in for a permit. Um, you have to put it in early. Early. Um, for South Dakota? South Dakota, yeah. Uh, now what about North Dakota? That I don't know. Um, and I don't, I don't know about North Dakota, only because... Well, I know one thing. They probably... It's probably... A limited draw or something for the mule deer because there's some monster freaking mule deer, like right on the western edge. So oddly enough, we're looking at a mule deer here um, that John's dad killed. Like, is that a monster mule deer? I don't. I wouldn't say a monster, but it's a good one. How many? How many inches is that mule deer? <laughs> no idea. I have no idea. I can't judge him, but it's a four by four. With, I mean, not you don't count the brow tines, so. But it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a nice buck. I mean, but I seen a bunch of those on the road. Okay. So, and you would shoot that one? I would shoot the fuck out of that one. Okay. I mean, so, so, so I mean, to me, yes, that's a monster. Okay. Yeah, because I uh, the one that Dustin shot was probably like one forty, one fifty, and so like in the world of mule deer, they're like two hundred, you know. Right. Um, and you know, so if it was a whitetail, you'd be like, oh my god. 
And then, like, it's so weird because the pictures make it look like when it's in his living room, it's like, yeah, it's okay. But, like, in the pictures, it's huge and, like, body size, they're huge. Uh, yeah. You know, I just, I'm just curious because, like, everything with a grain of salt, um, you know, your trophy might be different than my trophy might be, you know, whatever. But I think about it too, like talking with, well, you were talking with Ed and, you know, I was talking with uh, Tim out in Montana. It's like, we don't have a lot of good ones, but we have a lot of decent ones. Like, like whitetail in Montana, like you were saying, there's like a 130 inch buck around every corner. It's like, yeah. why wouldn't you just go to Montana then? Just like, right, move to Montana, spend a month out in Montana, hunt whitetails, elk, mule deer, antelope. Well, that's what wired to hunt. I mean, I can't remember. Mark can Canyon? I, yeah, Canyon. He goes out there, you know, I think he's out there the last few years. Mm -hmm. But. <clears throat> And that was my goal last year. Like, my goal was to kill an antelope on the way out, then go kill an elk, and then have the rest of the time to hunt for whitetail around Ed's house. Because when I was out there, I think I was in there, I was out there in 2018 when we rode the bikes. Or no, 2017, because it was the year before. We went to Idaho in 2018. 18. So, yeah, when I was out there in 2017, and he brought me around, well, our other buddy's nephew that lives out there, he brought us around. And I was like, holy shit, look at all these bucks. I'm like, dandies, you know? He's like, oh, that's just the average, you know? You know, or they're everywhere. But, and they're like, he's like, yeah, the, the farmers and everyone, they just hate them. They're like, you know, they're a pass to them. So, just, uh. I don't know. I struggle with this for like a couple of reasons because like, again, this podcast is predicated on the fact that I'm not a good hunter. Right. And I want, we're trying to learn we're trying to help everybody do all this stuff. So like, do you think on this conversation, like not killing good bucks in our home state is like um it's like cheating to go out of state to kill bigger deer or like where it's easier than it is here or you understand what i'm saying like i i, I don't yeah i understand like like Dieter Cockins killing these big bucks in the up which is like a freaking hard it's hard enough to kill a buck in Michigan, but he's in the UP and he's doing it consistently with big bucks, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't think it's cheating. I think, so for me, I love whitetail hunting, but I don't, it takes a ton of time to be a consistent buck killer in Michigan. I mean, you got to do a ton of homework, like, and he's doing it year round. He's putting out his trail cams. He's doing his mineral, which is legal up there, and getting a an inventory of the bucks. And I I was just talking to my wife about this. I'm like, I have too many other interests to just focus on. I mean, I love to shoot my bow. I love you know, I love fishing, and 
all kinds of stuff. My son plays sports and everything. So I can't dedicate that much time to just to try to kill decent bucks here in Michigan without drive. I mean, that's the other thing too, is like, we don't have enough area where we're located to have an inventory of like 60 spots. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, well, comparatively, we've got a lot around us. We have a lot of public land around us. Right. But when you start looking, like I was just doing it last night, I was just looking at base map and I'm looking at in our County. And I'm like, when you start really looking at it, we don't have that much area. Like, if you're looking at the map and you got the public land turning green, anything like south of, say, Apple Avenue or M46, like, there's like... Oh, I was just going to say it. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was just... There's some kid in Grand Haven, some guy, um, and he was like, you know... Can anybody like help me scout or, you know, take me out and like, I just want to go along to see what I'm looking at. And, uh, so I was like, well, you know, where have you tried to hunt? And he showed me this, told me this little place and I was trying to looking for it. And it wasn't, it was pretty far away from Grand Haven. He might be a little south of Grand Haven, but there, it was 177 acres. And because I was like, what makes you think there's a lot of, because he's like, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of guys and stuff. And he's like, it's a hundred. I found it on the map. He sent me a screenshot and uh, I'm like, well, it's only 177 acres. So I'm like, it, you know, a couple guys would be a lot there. And then I found this other place that was like right on the Grand River, which is like a thousand acres, had water on one side. You know, there's right. egg over here. There's this. And uh, so like. That's what I gravitate to because I'd rather be in like, cause I'm like, and I'm like, this spot looks good. And he's like, well, why does it look good to you? And I'm like, well, I said, there's water on one side. It looks like there's a lot of nasty places that people won't want to go, but deer will go. And I'm like, I can see deer runs like from, from the sky, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, but to your point, south of where we're at, you have to go a good bit of ways yeah. to find any sort of su- substantial public north, you know, it gets right. But still even it's like all these spots. Cause like last year I was trying to, in the, in the year before I was trying to focus on spots like relatively close to our house so I can get in evening hunts or morning hunt, whatever. And it's like, they're not there's There's a few, but there's not a ton where where I could have say twenty five different spots, you know what I'm saying? But I don't put that much time in anyway. But what excites me though is going out west because it's more like just like with our elk hunt, it's more of a dynamic hunt. You're doing something, you spot stock or whatever. You know that's what's so cool about antelope. I just picked a freaking spot on the map, and I showed up. There were antelope, and I chased them around, and I should have had one shot. I mean, I got lucky enough, but, and so I didn't put a whole ton of time. I mean, I did do some e-scouting, whatever, but, or going out to say in the Bozeman area or whatever and trying to find a whitetail, like the whitetail in there, they're all like in the river bottom and stuff. And most of the river bottoms 
are public. You just got to find access to get to it. Hmm. And then it's just a matter of, you know, getting in and, and finding a deer to kill. I mean, but I think that that's like, I think what you're saying though is like a different, I mean, like two different, two different things. Well, it's definitely, um, I, Compared to what your original question was yeah. about cheating. Well, just because like, so if you, from your explanation there, this is something that I like try to explain to people and not lose sight of it myself, right? Is if you don't have the time to put in 300 days a year in the woods. Okay. Then you have to, you have to take the wins that come. So you have to say, am I okay with shooting a hundred inch deer versus, you know, a Pope and young deer in Michigan here. So we've always said you can't kill one if it's not there. So, and if you, want to hunt within X amount of time of your house and make it, you know, fun. And so you can do it. You, you right. have to. And, and so that's like, like, again, like that spot, like where I took you and like where I just said, I would just want to kill a deer up there. It's just because like, I want to go in there and be like, I, you know, what's going on. I know what's going on and I'm going to kill one right here. And right. if it, it ends up being like, you know, an 80-inch deer, well, I'm still going to be pumped because you did I work. figured it out. And then the next year is going to be, okay, well, where's the bigger ones at or, or whatever? Um, and just kind of like refine that process because like you, you go out of state because you know that there's bigger deer there. But if you want, if you say that you don't want to put in the time – like you either have to say, well, I'm only going to spend seven days out of state to kill something big and not hunt at home and not, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. you can't kill one if it's not there and you can't, if. So like <laughs> when we go to Ohio, we went there because we had a, a better opportunity or better odds of getting a decent deer or, you know, something that would take us way more time to find here. So I guess it is kind of like cheating. I, and, and that's what. Like, so, so, but you also, I mean, so like your buck last year, I mean, that's a trophy buck. I mean, for, for this area, I mean, it's a good buck. So I guess that'd be kind of like the buck you shot that, that 150 inch. I mean, that's a big buck, but there's a lot more bigger bucks down there. Mm -hmm. So I guess you got to weigh it. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, I like the. I get more excited about going out of state, I guess. Just. Yeah. I like it, to travel. I like to do. The, but so like, I, 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 I don't disagree with any of that. And I think it's just a really um, good discussion. And I think like this might like, cause uh, Walter asked me this when I was on his podcast for Walt from uh, Chasing Tales. But he asked me if I felt that there was any sort of pressure to kill something bigger or to do that or, and so that's my, my question to you is like, 
do do you feel or would you feel or how do you feel like like that you need because of this because of what we do and like talking to people and, and all these things and like you know having some sort of platform and being up on some sort of pedestal uh because you're the expert and I'm the world's worst poker. It's, it's easier, <laughs> right. you know, it's, it's, it's easier. Uh, but like for like validation. So it's like, man, it's really fucking hard in Michigan. So we're going to go to Ohio and kill, you know, 100, 120 inch dinks but, or, or, you know. Well, here's the thing that we haven't even been to Ohio since we started podcast. Mm-hmm. I didn't even kill a deer here in Michigan last year. I mean, I've seen a few decent bucks, but, and I shot a mule deer just out, you know, filling the tag out there. I should have killed an antelope and, a nice bull, but I turned into the world worst bow hunter that day, you know, after all the prep and, you know, whatever, everyone knows that story, but I don't feel, I mean, I don't feel pressure to go have to kill something. I mean, that's just me though. I mean, do you, do you feel like, I don't I mean, at all right. because I like the, only- I think, I think we're just true to our, what, how we've always been. I mean, especially to our listeners. I mean, we're not, big trophy killers. I mean, that's why we talk to like Andy May and these guys. That's why nobody talks to us. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, those guys, they, they don't really kill shit. They just freaking talk about it. Um, but no, I mean, I'm just a average Joe, average John, just fucking, you know, I love to shoot my bows when I can. It's been, time's been a crunch lately, but. I can tell you this. I think I've become a much better hunter from the podcast. Um, like, I mean, like the, the time and, and yeah, like learning all this stuff. And I mean, having, I mean, multiple times, but like in real life, um, to be able to sit down and talk with like face to face with. Dan Infault and John Eberhardt and Andy May and, right. you know, uh, you know, Taylor and, you know, all these guys and, and really, you know, get to parse out and like watch and see and their reactions and how they, you know, you, when you show them something on your map, um, and, and what they say, um, it, it really helps you to put that into perspective. And I think that that's helped me. Um, but I also think like, it's just been like putting the pieces together and like knowing that it's okay to not hunt a day that you have off to go out there and scout for something. Um, you know, to, to not feel pressure to be like, well, I gotta be hunting today. So, Oh my gosh. I guess I'll just set up here. Like, no, right. just keep walking. Like, you know, turn around and go somewhere else. Like, and things that I would never have done before. Right. But I don't feel like any pressure. Like, I, I the only pressure that I I feel is like the pressure that I put on myself to be like, why can't I figure this out? Like, I know this is happening and this is happening. So, what's the next? step um and like like again like that place where i found all that bait and stuff like just like abandoning the area like well okay 
So, and, and that from the sky, um, looks like an incredible place to hunt. Um, and like, I could see all these things on the map. And the first time I got over there, like I was so excited. And then like, I walked through all this water and I got over there. But then when I got up on land, I saw where the branches had been clipped. So somebody else had been walking through the water and didn't want to get whipped in the face with those. So what I was seeing from the aerials was guy sign, not deer sign. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, I've run into a ton. I mean, same thing. That's what happens with all these small spots that are around. I'm like, I start walking them, look on the map, like, okay, this looks good. This looks good. And then you find a dozen tree stands and it's like the property isn't big enough to find that hole where those deer that's it might they might be there but it's on private well and so again back to like what we were talking about from ohio right like where i have that trail camera and shit right is like the least accessible access. Exactly. It's just the shortest walk. It's just hard finding that that type. And and even that, like where, you know, one of the spots that I hunted last year and doing the same thing. Yeah. I I'm not far from the road where I had that buck come out mm-hmm. and then I come back a week later and someone put up a freaking a ladder stand right in his bed, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, huh. Oh, Son of a, you carried that thing all the way out in the air? What the fuck? You know, I mean, that, that, I mean, it's frustrating. And so those are the, those are the times where it's like, man, why the, why am I even wasting my time? But can't think like that. I mean, but get over it and go find a new spot. So uh, this is a good question for you. I want to kind of round this out with like predictions for the year and just kind of you know, kind of close out on that note, but I have this question for you because we were just talking about like, um, uh, pressure and, uh, I've, I've heard you allude to it somewhat in the past and I feel fortunate that I don't have to deal with this, but I do, a little bit, just as anybody would, I, I suppose. Um, but do you, so you said you don't feel like pressure to like shoot anything or like anything like that, uh, because of the podcast or whatever. Now, how about from your wife? Like <laughs> if you, you know, because you spend all this time doing all this stuff and you spend all this time, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, my, my <laughs> wife thinks I'm the world worst hunter because it's like you, you go out and hunt. You do all this hunting. You never kill anything. I'm like, well, they're they're just. Uh, I didn't see anything tonight, or you know. And then so and so from work, he went out one day and killed two two bucks. You know, like, well, this is gun season too. I don't gun hunt. You know, or I don't kill something so I can go out the next day. I mean, so so there's like a negative pressure actually. Like if I kill something, then well, you just killed something. Why do you got to go out again? You know, you're, you already got meat in the freezer. I'm like, well, so yeah, that, that's one of the, it's definitely in the back of my mind all the time. Like, well, maybe I'll let that one walk, 
today, but you know, and, and also, I mean, you know, like I said, last year, my son didn't hunt. Uh, he was busy with football and women and girls and all that. He was in the, he was in the rut all year, but you know, two, three years prior to that, he was, I was focused on trying to get him a, a deer. So, and you know, I said, I had fun doing that. I just wondered because like, uh, like I've said multiple times, like Frank's my father-in-law. So like my wife kind of understands and that's kind of the way that it is. And it's been that way f- since we were, we've been together. And now like I kind of get a pass because if her dad's going, then right. you know, I'm probably should go with my dad. <laughs> well, you know, if I have to, um, you know, whatever. But I, I really do want to, uh, video him shooting something this year. I, I mean, I, I really do. Um, I, I, I think we need to do more of that, like team sort of thing. Um, did they bring the tactic cams out? I don't know. It, <laughs> so this is, this is the conversation I had with Frank. They have a bucket full of tactic cams. So in theory, they should have a whole fuck ton of them, but Frank said Danny saw two bears at 25 yards or something. And this one, he was videoing them. And then he decided it must be with his phone. And he said, you're going to have to do some editing because as soon as he decided he wanted to take a, take a still picture, the cinnamon bear turned around and took a shit. And he's like, got a still picture of him while he's shitting. I'm like, why? What do I gotta edit that for? <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? So I don't know. I have no idea what they're doing out there. Um, I have no idea what they brought with them. Um, they just kind of left. But yeah, I, so I hadn't heard from Frank for haven't been two, three weeks before he left. So. Well, they they were just camping and camping and camping. And came back and took off. Took off. Yep. So. Yeah. I seen Ernie for a minute because he came and got the quad and the frame pack. So, um, so predictions for the year. Like, what are you? What are your goals? Like, what are you? My goals are to find enough time this year to hunt, but it's getting slim to none. So, predictions. So pretty soon you are just going to be the fucking bow guy. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, I, I feel bad, too, because I've been so busy doing other stuff that I was supposed to be uh, filling in up at Mitch's, and I've only worked on one bow, and that was just like an emergency bow. And that's, I mean, a couple bows here and there, like your brother stopped in last week. A uh, couple other guys dropped their bows off, but uh, I finished up Alex's bow. I had that for like a month. I didn't even have time to build strings. I ended up having to buy them. And threads, thread strings, they turned out, I mean, we'll see how they they go, but uh, they came in perfect and tuned great. So in a pinch, I'll definitely be using those guys again. But other than that, I really don't have any predictions. <laughs> I mean, so you, like, I don't know, you you have no aspirations to, like, 
be like, okay, well, I know I might not have that much time to hunt or scout. So first thing that walks in and I can shoot him on camera, I'm going to do that. Like, you know, like I. It it depends on when I can get out. If I can get out and some around here, I'll I'll go out and shoot a doe and get it on film. But I'm probably not going to shoot a small buck. Because like, I, I mean, this is. You know, one day was hunting with uh, Frank and Ernie and uh, John's brother. And uh, his brother shot two does from the same tree. First opportunity he got. And he's like, I got to work a lot of overtime. Not going to have much time to hunt. Wanted some venison. (laughs) He's like, fuck it. Just slinging arrows. And is like, knowing, you know, like. Might not have much time to hunt, blah, 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 blah. So, just curious if you wanted to, like, end your drought. Like, you know, I read a whole bunch of things and seen, you know, people post about it and stuff where they're like, you know, didn't kill a deer last year, haven't killed a deer in a few years. Like, this one, I was like, oh, he's got to die. <laughs> like, you know, oh. like. Well, you know, I mean, I don't, like I said, I, I like to watch him too. I like to just get out. So, I don't want to end my season just to. End it. You know, Ernie did that last year. Was well, what like would a, you do? I like mean, opening week, he shot. No, it was, op- it was the second day. Right. So, I wouldn't have, that, that's not, that wouldn't have been me. I mean. I would have. I would have. But I would have filmed it, so I would have been a whole nother. Right. But, I don't know, I probably would have just shot one. But, but he shot the smaller one first. <laughs> Yeah, so I probably wouldn't have shot it. <laughs> I mean, but he didn't like. I don't know because they had he he shot like twin bucks, and one of them just had one had like four on one side and two on the other, or three on one side and two on the other. But they were the exact same like width and height and everything. I mean, that he was like that. He was like, I shot two eight points, and one of them ended up being a five point. Like, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was just curious. Like, for me, like, I really, like, I've I've got that window. Like, I know um, when I want to be hunting over there. I can't hunt opening weekend. My wife has got this the past two years. Like, she's screwing me over two weekends in a row. Because um, I was like, oh, you're taking opening weekend. And that was another thing. I was like. You're taking opening weekend again this year. Oh, because they're going up. Going up north because your wife's going to. Yeah. Yeah. So, as soon as she gets back, then she's taking off the next weekend too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, so she's going up there. So, I can't hunt until the following weekend anyways. But the week, I was like, well, you're going to be off opening weekend. I'll go the weekend before that and I'll go to Ohio. She's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah, we did. We're doing Tell's birthday party, but like, <laughs> but um, so I'll probably hunt the week weekend leading up to um when I go to Colorado, but when I come back, like that following week is when I'm going to start to hone in and wait for my cameras to start lighting up, and then just figure out like when I need to be up there, um hunting and then on top of that like i said i've got another week um so leading into november 
Um, I just need to look at the calendar and see when people are going to be, because that first or second week, um, I know some people that are going to be in Ohio and I have no reason not to go down there. I mean, if I've got the time off, then again, it would be much easier. It'd be way better for the podcast, you know, and it'd be like, yeah, I shot this big deer, such a good hunter. Um. <laughs> uh, I do have the UP thing too. So, I mean, that definitely, there's I, some good bucks up there. I We need to put together a hunt where you come up and hunt in the UP with me just to see like our property. And if you want to hunt public land, go north. But you can sleep in a bed, walk out, and hunt wherever you want to. And then you can tell me, like, what you would do. <laughs> because, like I said, every time somebody new comes up there, like the first time Frank ever came up there, like, all the bucks that we had coming in behind the camp, like, he fumble-fucked his way right into a tree where nobody would ever hunt, ever, and had all three of them walk right underneath him. But he was trying to count points and couldn't figure out, you know, which one. And it was, you know, two shooter bucks and one. He saw he saw a 100-inch four-point up there. <laughs> he screwed up on, I think, the biggest deer he'd, before he went to uh, the Nebraska. Nebraska, the biggest deer he'd ever seen in the tree. He screwed up on that one. And, like, that. I've, I've figured that out. Like I, my brother who doesn't hunt, doesn't think, doesn't, he just goes out to a spot and he just doesn't want to go to work. And he's seen big bucks multiple times doing the exact same thing that that deer that Frank screwed up on did. And so looking at the map, looking at the topo, I, I know exactly I know exactly what's happening and why, and I we just don't ever go up there. But every time somebody new, all that to say, like every time somebody new comes on the property, they like have an opportunity at a good one because they don't have history from Uncle Joe's spot and Greg's right. and this and that. They don't have a preconceived. Notion. But yeah, I'm going up there uh, Thanksgiving night, so I'm gonna eat Thanksgiving dinner and drive up there and go up there for the weekend. Um, but I may, I may take some of that time if I've got that extra time off and go up there. So we'll see. But are you gun hunting or are you going to bow hunt? No, bow hunt. I, you know what? Actually, I might, I, I may bring a gun up there because I think I'm going to bring Stella with me. Hmm. So um, we can have a heater going and, right. you know, do all the stuff. And to go up there and to do all of that and to drag her out there um, and then, piss around with my bow, right. <laughs> you know, um, you know, it's, that's just not the time to do it, but yeah. So I, I think that's kind of, kind of all I had for the, I'm up to fourteen, fourteen now. Yeah. Hey, they're talking. It, it My thing blipped while we were on here and it said, John's back on uh, Marco Polo. Tell him hi. <laughs> and I bet you that some of those are going like, Holy shit, John's back. <laughs> like, I don't know if I videoed that or it just showed up. Did you hit the button? No. Oh, all right. Well, I think that's all we got for today, guys. John's going to try and figure out Marco Polo. Uh, check out the Critter Getter group over at uh, Hunt League if uh, you guys want to participate. But uh, that's kind of what we got going on. And, and 
for the season. So I'm uh, I'm excited. It's a different kind of season, but I think it's going to be fun. So thanks for tuning in. See you later.